Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Wind chimes are mean. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I would never eat a full hard scoop of ice cream with Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I know I'm a Philistine and I don't care. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. <laughs> a curry cup is like a tiny cup of forever. everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we are talking about the smallest hills we would die on. Things that matter to us so much, we'd cut a guy. (laughs) I mean, Amy, as my kids said, you took it a little far there. Yeah, I did. I did. That's an expression my kids love right now. People start joking around, then someone says something and everyone's like, well, you took it a little too far there. (laughs) And you went from like, hey, I don't love Ted Lasso to like, I would kill someone over this. And now you got a little extreme, frankly. Well, it's funny you say Ted Lasso because Margaret put a uh, request for answers up on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash what fresh hell cast about the hills that you would die upon. And she said, like, for example, Ted Lasso's overrated and people came for you. I really stirred a hornet's nest with that statement. Yes. And I am here to tell you that I do not disagree with that hill. I mean, we've just lost like a thousand followers. Just people are slamming their, I was going to say car radios, all the alert. back in my day. People are snapping their iPhones in half right now. I mean, you don't have to be my friend anymore, but season two of Ted Lasso did not really execute Deliver. on the promise of season one. I mean, I like Ted Lasso. That's all I'm going to say. I like it fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> but I just feel like it was a little corny for my personal mm-hmm. tastes. We got into family Zooming during the pandemic. And then while we were all trapped at home, I mean, the point of having a conversation is to say to people like, hey, what's been going on with you? And it turns out nothing's been going on with anyone. We've all been sitting around being annoyed by each other's breathing. and so. Family Zoom quickly devolved into, have you seen this show? Right. And then the person offering the show consistently demanding that you love the show. Right. And there was really no quarter to be like, I'm not a fan, you know? And Ted Lasso was one of those. I mean, it was just like, but what about the scene where? And then we would just reenact an entire episode of Ted Lasso together. And then we would get off the Zoom. I watched it. I did skip. I read that they inserted, you know, that Christmas episode that you, I mean, talk about a hill to die on. That was not 
fantastic television, I don't think. It turns out that Christmas episode I read was like dropped in later because it was this show that would became like this sleeper hit and then became the show that you must love and worship at the altar of. So they needed two more episodes. So they dropped in that Christmas episode later. And also the one with the guy with the beard, Coach Beard, whatever his name is, he goes off and has his own experience one night. I didn't watch season two of Ted Lasso. Oh, there are entire episodes that you can pull out of the plot and doesn't matter. So is it fine television? Yes. Is it great television? To each his own, I suppose. I mean, I think we should get off of this before we really don't have a podcast anymore. I mean, people will turn on us. Let's go to other people's hot takes. Molly says Game of Thrones is boring. I would say Game of Thrones season like 8.5 was boring. I finally had to make a contract with my husband. We binged Game of Thrones. We did. We started it very late. And I finally had to get my husband to agree that I could say fast forward at any point during Game of Thrones. And he had to acquiesce <laughs> to my fast forwarding demand. Okay. And then he could go back and watch it himself later. There's like an entire season where one dude is being slowly tortured by another dude. I was like, I don't need to watch a five minute scene of a dude torturing another dude. I don't like the violence. It's not for me. Game of Thrones has cemented my thought that People are wired completely differently. Like my husband can watch Game of Thrones and know who every single character is. He's like, don't you remember this guy? This is, you know, Shvek, whose great grandfather made the Valerian steel sword who was given to blah, blah, blah. Cotton of Thormalar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I barely remember your name, dude. I definitely don't remember Horden of Thornwell who gave Shrek the sword of doom or whatever. But he can keep track of every single member of the Game of Thrones cast. But then like if we try to watch Bridgerton, He's like, who is this lady? And I'm like, this is the star of the show. She's been in every episode. He has a block. This is my hill that I would die on all the time. There are shows, I call them BMFMs. They're by men, for men. And it used to be that those were for everybody, right? Game of Thrones is a great show for everybody and Bridgerton is just for girls. No, like a show that is BMFM, I'm not going to like. Give me an example of this kind of a show. Oh, I know one. Narcos? Peaky Blinders. Narcos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like any Marvel movie. BMFM. And I don't have to like it. I like it. You've really chosen a hill to die on there. Yeah, that's my hill. I also really like Molly's hot take. Liking Harry Potter as an adult is not a personality. <laughs> I have long tried to construct a sketch that is, this is not a personality. People who think not owning a cell phone in 2022 is a personality, that's a hill I'll die on. I had a thing for those kind of guys, like the kind of Peter Panish kind of men when I was back in my dating life. Mm. And there was a lot of like, I don't know cell phone, man. And it, it just made everyone's life so annoying. Like, it's just not a personality that you choose not to own a cell phone. I'm thinking of the guy in college who used to always walk across the quad with no coat on. You know, regardless of the temperature and shorts and a T-shirt. I don't wear a Coke guy. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I don't wear a Coke guy. It's pretty cool, but it's not really an adult personality. But also it doesn't affect my life. If you're like a cool person who doesn't have a phone and I'm your friend, that's probably a pain for me. I was once at a taping, I believe, of American Idol back in the day. There was a guy who was like a singer, a famous singer, like a boho kind of hippie dude with a funny hat kind of guy, you know, I don't remember his name. He was slightly famous and he was walking around the whole time with no shoes on. 
We were at American Idol. We weren't at what's the fest that everyone goes to in bikini tops at Coachella. <laughs> Probably the other say Burning Man. <laughs> You're at American Idol doing a performance. It just seems like the no shoe thing. That horse has left the barn. Mm -hmm. I'm a guy who doesn't wear shoes, but I'm on American Idol. I couldn't figure out how those things went together. It's not a personality. It is not a personality. And your constant, loud insistence that it is, it bothers me. How about this one? Allison is willing to die on this hill that helium balloons are of the devil. I'm quoting Allison here. There is no scenario with a helium balloon that doesn't end in tears. One kid gets one, but the siblings don't. Tears. It floats away outside. Tears. It floats away inside and gets stuck in the ceiling fan. Tears from me. <laughs> right. It all ends in dolphin murder. Like at the end of the day, they just float into the ocean and kill wildlife. Mm -hmm. I have to push back a tiny bit because it was my son's birthday. We were kind of throwing it together last minute because we're forgetful. And my husband was leaving town. So we decided to do it the night before his birthday. And I kind of felt bad that we were punting on like, you know, it's 12 already. We've done like a lot of these. I've got three kids. But I just was thinking like, you never want to feel like your parents just didn't care about your birthday. Yeah. And I will say I ran out to the key food at like two o'clock before he got home from school. And I bought four helium balloons and I put them on the chair that he usually sits on. He was king for a day. It was like I might as well have hired his favorite artist to be playing a set in the living room. He was so excited to come home and see four helium balloons on his chair that a lot of bang for your buck in a helium balloon. I think I would be too. I was, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, bang to buck ratio of a helium balloon is pretty good, even if it ends in tears. Yeah, but I think we all get now, right? We're not setting off helium balloons anymore. We're not like- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do the thing in sixth grade where you wrote notes on your helium balloons and like 400 of you like sent them off to murder wildlife? Yeah. Stop nuclear war or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would write letters and then if somebody got it, if there's somebody found it, they would write you a note back at school. It was kind of a fun exercise. You would release them with a note tied to it with your name of your school. And then someone would write a postcard if they found it and say, I found your balloon. But I think that we've got to just be kinder to the earth than setting off helium balloons. Yes. All right. We're in agreement. How about wind chimes? Lenore says, wind chimes are mean. I actually ran face first into a wind chime as a 16-year-old and tore my nostril open all the way through to the outside and had to get stitches that looked like nose hair. So, I mean, she's a personal beef with wind chimes, but other people jumped on there to be like, you yeah, know, they suck. Nobody should have wind chimes. I would say you can really despise wind chimes without having been personally attacked by wind chimes. So she's taking it to a whole new level. I never thought they were dangerous. I hate wind chimes. The first thing I do when I visit my in-law's house is... And I have been married long enough that I can pull this off. It used to be my brother-in-law's job. and uh, But if we're not there at the same time, I have to take it upon myself. I walk around the house and I take down all the wind chimes. They have multiple wind chimes? Yeah, they have like three sets of wind chimes. Is there a cross breeze? What's setting them off? Oh, it's very breezy. Well, my mother is a musician. She delights in the sound of wind chimes. It's like free music from the wind. <laughs> but let me tell you, when I am trying to sleep and it's like... I would rather someone just stick pins in my eyes the entire time I'm trying to sleep than try to sleep with like wind chimes. It's the most annoying noise. It's two kinds of people. It's I'm thinking like there's I'm trying to tease out like voluntary wind chimes. Like if I'm sitting on a porch with wind chimes that I decided to put there and I'm listening to them, that can be very pleasurable if you are that sort of person. But involuntary wind chimes that like your neighbor has are terrible. 
I'm going to just say all wind chimes are straight from the <laughs> devil. Just make it simple. They are terrible. Well, Lenore, I mean, she's got a real beef. She was practically murdered by wind yeah, chimes. Yeah, she's scared. <laughs> but I mean, even without that physical interaction with wind chimes, I find them horrifying. You're allowed to think that. Let's talk about Keurig pods, Amy. Oh, yeah. Again, we have the, what do you call it? The twin evils, earth murder and terrible coffee. Mm -hmm. Gina says, every cup of Keurig coffee I've ever had has tasted like sadness. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. We all, like, we realize that as a people. We all got a Keurig. We're all like, this is going to solve my morning problems. This is going to have coffee whenever I want. And then it, it dawned on all of us slowly that it tasted like sadness. And now we all have one in our pantry. And you just have to commit to it. You're like, I've committed to it now. I don't drink coffee, so I don't really know the difference. I do not like that they produce so much waste. Can't we figure out a better way to do this than like 8 billion tiny well, plastic cups that will be here until the comet comes? It's like a tea bag, but I guess a tea bag is much more compostable. No, a tea bag is compostable. I know it because I put it in my food recycling container. A tea bag has one staple. One staple. <laughs> a curry cup is like a tiny cup of forever. Yeah, a tiny cup. Exactly. And there are Keurig tea things, pods, whatever you would call them. No, I, I used to have them. But then I was like, is this so much better than dunking something in a cup that then does not stay on the earth until my great, 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 great grandchildren are here? And the answer, Amy, is yes. We have a couple of more food related hills that we're going to die on. Let's take a break, Amy, and we'll be back with even more food hills we will die on. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro <laughs> aunt at this yes. point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking, I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360 degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at them. And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero-gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while 
still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, we're back. Let's talk about how you eat a Reese's peanut butter cup. Didn't we have beef, you and I, about how to pronounce Reese's? Yes, because you were calling it Reese's. It sounds like I've cured you of that fever. Well, I guess so. Now I've reintroduced it, guys. Uh oh. Now you've reintroduced. <laughs> now I'm back. Reese's. I'll die on that hill. Reese's peanut butter cups. It's yeah. It's Reese's. Like it rhymes with pieces. Not Reese's pieces. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, I'll die on the hill that either one is an acceptable pronunciation. <laughs> but go ahead. No, but you. Yes, go ahead and tell me how you eat one. Are we talking the minis or the regular size? Let me just dial you into Jenna's beef. Okay, <laughs> okay. she's going to die on this hill. It is not okay to eat a Reese's or a Reese's in one bite. It is over too soon and you're not even enjoying it. My partner says that's how he enjoys them. But no, that's just not correct. Yeah, I would never eat a Reese's, I guess even a mini now that I'm thinking about it. Like I want it to take longer. You know, I want to have 10 seconds of enjoyment out of it instead of five. So why wouldn't you make it into two bites? Because it tastes good and you want to put it all in your giant gaping maw at the same time. But it'll still, it'll taste good for longer if you take two bites than if you eat it all in one bite. I'm with Jen on this. I mean, I'm a two bite. First of all, hugely controversial take. I'm not a huge Reese's person to begin with. What? I don't even, I mean, yeah, take it or leave it. It's fine. I don't like Reese's pieces, but I love like a Reese's peanut butter cup. But that's, uh, it might be nothing finer. Eh. Meh. I mean, okay. not for me. But I would say if I was going to enjoy one, it would be a three bite process. It's the first bite, you bite like half of it, and then you take two bites to finish the other half. See, Emily says the proper way to eat a Reese's is in little bits all the way around the edge, like like a bunny, like you eat the ridge part, so you end up with the best chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Or you just wait for the holiday Reese's. I don't know about those. Maybe they have a... Oh, like an egg. It's all, it's like one giant middle, mm. the Reese's egg. I think I'm in this. What about sushi? Like when you eat one bite, I feel like a piece of sushi. It's so it's like hard to get it all in your mouth. I think it's like this is too big. I was at a sushi restaurant in L.A. Yes. Was I with you? Or was it was a different sushi restaurant. It was a different one. Amy and I were just in L.A. I was there for five days. I ate sushi like 10 of the meals. I just mm -hmm. can't get that good sushi in New York. No, I met another friend. And then we had another friend who was like, do you want to go for sushi? And Amy was like, didn't you just have sushi? And I said, yes, I've had it for the last eight of my meals, but I will have it again. I love sushi. I warned her about mercury poisoning, you guys, and she didn't want to hear about it. No, no, no. I, I was on a bender. But the waitress was saying to us, we said something like, how is this roll? And she's like, people sometimes complain that it's too big. And I'm like, bring it on, baby. We have no fear. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it comes and it's like the size of a fist and you're supposed to put it all in your mouth. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, I don't. Just put it all in your mouth. It's sushi. You just cram it all in there. <laughs> no, because if you try to eat it in two bites, it, it falls apart and it's it, sad. It falls apart. I know it does. I know it does. My son gets very mad at me about my soy sauce usage. Like, I know I'm a Philistine and I don't care. Like, 
dunk it in the soy sauce. What is it? You're not supposed to put soy sauce on it. As if he's like Japanese or something. He explains to me that really, you know, that's not how it's meant to be eaten. Now, if I go to like a nice restaurant and they give you like a mango sauce or something, fine, I won't also use soy sauce. But if it's like a little oh, no. bland sushi, well, I'm going to put some soy sauce on it. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that. My husband always threatens to get me a salt lick like a horse has because I love salt. I love salt. Yes. And I dump so much soy sauce on everything and that's how I like it. And you can take your theory that soy sauce doesn't go on sushi and just keep walking. I'm not interested. I am not interested. Morgan says she refuses to freeze her bread. Oh, thank you, Morgan. She absolutely will not. It is not the same once thawed. I know many monsters in my life who freeze bread, and I will make one exception. There is a kind of bread that I like that is, I don't know what it's called, but it's that bread that's like so full of seeds and nuts that it's almost just like seeds and nuts put together in a loaf. Like birdseed bread? Okay. Birdseed bread. I do love that kind of bread, but I only like it once in a while. Yes, yes, yes. So I will put it in the freezer, but then I do find it so much less appealing. Like sometimes I don't even finish the loaf because I don't like it once it's been in the freezer. <laughs> it's got to go freezer straight to toaster. But yes, absolutely. Freezer bread. I agree. It's not good. Now I have come around on a frozen bagel. Yeah. If you slice them in half and freeze them right away, then they can go right in the toaster like sliced in half. And that's almost better than fresh. Freeze them whole. I'm fine <laughs> with. And then you put a <laughs> towel little bit of water, you put a towel on them and then you fluff them back up in the microwave and then they're just like a regular bagel. You can do whatever you want with them. But I will say like, this isn't like Lenders bagels from the grocery store. That's like, don't eat those. No, no, no. You got to start with the good stuff. But listen, frozen bread, what kind of monster? I cannot get behind it. Morgan came in with another hot one that I never really thought about. She says she doesn't believe hot and cold desserts should go together. She means like apple pie a la mode, hot pie and ice cream, ick. Ice cream with warm cake next to it, it just grosses me out. This is where Morgan and I must part ways. We were doing so well on the frozen bread, but this is where I leave you, Morgan. I love a hot piece of pie with cold, cold ice cream on top. That's good stuff. Do you remember the McDLT? Old Deluxe Alert. Back in my day. Of course I do. Keeps the hot <laughs> side hot, keeps the cold side cold. I mean, it wasn't earth murdering. It was a giant from McDonald's double-sided styrofoam thing. Yeah, it was a, basically a pizza box that held like one burger. Styrofoam pizza box. It kept your lettuce and tomato cool while your ostensibly super hot burger, which it wasn't, you know, so that you could put them together and enjoy the two tastes at the same time. I don't have strong feelings about this, but I'm also not somebody who's like, where's my ice cream with every dessert? The only way I eat ice cream is I let it melt and then I just eat the melty parts off the bottom. Like I would never eat a full hard scoop of ice cream. In your life? Like in, like in a bowl? You go to Ben and Jerry's and you let it melt before you eat it? Yeah. Have to let it melt. What? I like it. I only leave melted. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. That's a milkshake. Just order a milkshake then. I like it just, it's a little before milkshake, okay. but it's got to be melty. I, I don't want to eat any hard ice cream. Not interesting to me. Guys, I, what is she talking about? <laughs> I bet. See, come back me up on the Facebook group because I know there are people who know what I'm talking about. Ice cream is only good when it's like melty. A hard piece of ice cream, not interesting. Okay. Sorry. It's just how I roll. Nacho chips need to be spread out on the plate with toppings spread from one side clear to the other side. Yes. Do not give me a mountain of nachos surrounded by dried chips. Commit to covering the plate in queso. This is totally correct. Who would disagree with this statement? A nacho restaurant? <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. I like to have a little crispy chip edge with the stuff on it. 
So I don't want dry chips, but I don't want wet chips. So it's it's mm. the smother to chip ratio is important. I guess I'm rethinking this now, right? If if you have a dry chip and you have a, a huge selection of nacho toppings to choose from, like there's enough to go around for all of the chips. I don't need it to be on all the chips as long as there's enough for all the chips. But if it's like melty cheese, you don't want a dry chip. I see what Paige is saying, but I do want some dry chip edges to grab onto. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate balance, people. Nacho people out there, choose carefully. Okay. What about, what did you think about Schitt's Creek? I mean, I have to say I lumped it in the Ted Lasso category. Like, I get it. It's cute. It's not for me. And I'm glad that time has gone by so I don't have to sort of defend that on a daily basis. That Schitt's Creek was just not for me. I loved, loved, loved it. It did take me a full season to get on board. That's exactly the number of people were like, no, no, the first season is terrible. I'm like, okay, well, then I'll start watching with the second season. You got to start from the beginning. No, no, no. You have to watch the whole first season. Like, I'm not going to watch a, a whole season that you're openly admitting to me is not that good. Like, I think I just won't watch it. It took it a little while to find its feet. It began with a lot of like goofy, like that kind of super broad humor and like bathroom jokes, basically. And then by the third season, it was really about like the amazing relationship between these four family members and the relationship between David. I don't know. It really got me. It got into my DNA eventually. I can see it not being for everyone. It is definitely one of those shows that I resist the urge to be like, no, Amy, let me give you a four hour TED talk about why you should like it. It's not for everybody. And it is slow. It's a ramp up. Couldn't I just read like the Wikipedia entry for season one and then be like ready to go for season two? Why do I have to watch season? I'd never heard of a show like that. You probably could because they go from being this like rich, spoiled family to like finding their true selves. No, I know because I tried to watch the first season and it was terrible. And then I stopped watching it. The people were like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I think people just mean like you have to see where they start, but it's fine. You get it. They're rich and then they have to move to a motel. Right. Harry Potter gets the letter and now he's going to Hogwarts. I get act one. I can tell you the episode you should start with. And I think it's still in season one, but I'll just tell you the episode. It's the episode where David runs away. And it that's when it's like, they just found okay. it. I am team Bridget. Star Wars is boring there. I said it out loud. Star Wars is BMFM. It's the all time by men for men franchise that I spent most of my childhood thinking it was just me that I didn't get it, why it was awesome. I loved Star Wars as a little kid. I do think there's lots and lots of women who love Star Wars. I know a lot of them. But are they all married to or with a person who loves Star Wars? And is that person a guy? No, no, no. There's lots of ladies who love Star Wars. I think Star Wars is a little bit of an exception. There's something very exceptional about the story of Star Wars. The minute I see a spaceship, I just can't. I don't care. (laughs) My kids got really passionate about it and they kind of caught me a little bit. And these last couple of ones I liked. But I mean, my sister's take on Star Star Wars, which really makes me laugh, is like, I can't get past the rat tails, like the people with like mullets and then one long braid coming down the back. That is unacceptable to me. Like that's where she breaks at Star Wars is the hairdo high on top, short in the back and then one long braid coming down. She's like, no, that is unacceptable. I can't watch whatever this is. There's so much cognitive dissonance that goes in. And I have a kid who loves Star Wars. That has to go into make it all like, no, 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 but it's all good. And even then, like, okay, Jar Jar Binks is horrible and you should watch the version where Jar Jar Binks has been excised. Like, right, but it's still not a good movie. I mean, he was the worst thing about a very bad movie, but it's still a bad movie. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, you just don't understand that it's setting up the backstory. I'm going to take it another step. And I have a friend who constantly makes fun of me. War and spaceships, you can leave me out of it. Whatever the movie is, I don't want to watch war or spaceships. 
by men for men or drug cartels or people whispering about how you'll bonds. Don't want to watch that show either. <laughs> Like, you need to understand that if this deal doesn't go through, like that show is not for me. That's hilarious. You've really got a hill you're dying on here <laughs> with your by men for men theory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Keep me out of space and war. I'm not interested. Rachel says, this is my most ridiculous tiny hill, but you cannot experience overwhelm just like you don't experience tire. You are overwhelmed. You feel overwhelmed. Something is overwhelming. You are tired. You feel tired. I don't care about any of this. It's like grammar. I'm experiencing overwhelmed. Do people say that a lot? I guess so. Clearly a friend of Rachel's does. Are overwhelmed. She's saying you don't experience overwhelm. Okay, I'll take that note. I'll try not to take the to note. say that in Rachel's presence. I am experiencing overwhelm. Yeah, it's not something that comes up a lot in my life. I know this is true. Like grammar nerds are like, you aren't nauseous. You're nauseated. I don't care about any of this. Yeah, like you're right. And I'm still going to say the one that everybody says. Yeah. I'm a little upset that canceled has only one L. It should have two. Like that's, <laughs> it's not obeying the rules of phonics. And I tried to die on that hill and keep spelling it with two L's, but now my phone corrects it. You have a lot of spelling hills. I remember screed on cappuccino. You were very angry about the spelling because you got out on a spelling bee. Well, yes. Yes. It's a hard word to spell. <laughs> Still bitter. Because it doesn't obey the rules of English phonics. It obeys the rules of Italian phonics. Amy, let's take a break. We have a really funny hill to die on when we come back. Hello, Hellions. You know we listen to a lot of podcasts that aren't our own. And today we want to tell you about a podcast that really speaks to us and will speak to any parent of a child with special education needs. The podcast is called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. One of my kids has an IEP, and I found this podcast so validating and so helpful. I feel better equipped to advocate for my child's educational needs now. This podcast is helpful for parents in many different situations, whether your child already has an IEP or you're just starting to wonder if they might need extra support in the classroom. Juliana has content for kids of all ages and for kids who are learning English as an additional language as well. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. More and more, you hear about the importance of electrolytes as part of staying hydrated because you need the sodium and the potassium, not just the water. And whether you're looking to hydrate during a workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing and without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. They're little packets you can just grab and take with you to mix into your water bottle on the go. My favorite flavor so far, Amy, gotta be the cherry pomegranate. Interesting. My high schooler likes the lemon lime, and she keeps a few handy in her backpack for days that she has practiced after school. These electrolytes have the sodium and the potassium that you need to go with it in the optimal ratio for daily hydration. Visit sportsresearch.com and use code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's sportsresearch, S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate electrolytes order. 
And now, things that are dumb, according to the Hellions. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Drying racks. Drying racks are dumb. They enable laziness. Get my household in a cycle where clean dishes are never put away and the drip tray, guess what? It gets nasty and creates another new dish for you to wash. Brunch. Brunch is dumb. Let's do the math. Kids get us up at 6 a.m. Everyone is hangry by 11 a.m. One and a half hour wait list at every average brunch spot. Then you overeat and you are in food coma for the rest of the day. Snow. Snow is dumb. End of statement. Glitter. Glitter is dumbness that comes straight from the devil. It passes the dumb exit and keeps speeding down the highway of evil. Jello. It's not dessert. And don't you dare put fruit or veggies in it and try to call it salad. That is the dumbest. Pictures of your feet on Facebook. Hey, dummies, literally no one wants to see that. This has been Things That Are Dumb, According to the Hellions. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, are you ready for a really strange hill to die on? Yes. Sarah wants you to know that pandas don't want to be saved. (laughs) Pandas don't want to be saved, so we should stop trying. Pandas only eat bamboo, even though it doesn't actually have enough nutrients to sustain them. So they basically have to eat constantly. They are only fertile for 72 hours per year, and they rarely want to have sex, so it's hard for them to get pregnant. And then when they do get pregnant, they often get pregnant with twins, but leave one to die. So all in all, I don't feel they especially want to be saved from extinction. I mean, how can you argue with Anything Sarah just said, they are, they are <laughs> uninterested. I have never thought about pandas, but wow, I'm really jumping off team. I would have said I was team panda, but now I'm having doubts. I have gotten to pet a panda. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. I was in China. I'll see if I can find the picture and put it up on Facebook. And they let us pet a panda, which is probably like not great for the panda. But if there's a more indifferent animal on this planet... I've never seen it. So we got to sit down next to it and they were keeping the panda docile by just giving it like huge amounts of bamboo. <laughs> and it just was so funny because we I, I mean, I was blown away and I was petting it and it kind of felt like a hairbrush, its fur, which I didn't expect. And I was talking to it like, this is like an amazing moment and I'm just so <laughs> grateful to be in your presence, wonderful being. And it just the whole time was like, <laughs> just eating, it didn't even glance at me, just ate bamboo. You're missing Amy's <laughs> uh, panda expression where she's like chopping on a cigar, but she's a baby panda. Complete indifferent, right? So I have pictures of each of my family members, like an incredible delight, you know, next to a panda while the panda's like eye roll. And the panda's like, whatevs. Yeah, whatevs. A panda is whatevs. It's funny because have you seen the memes where people are like pro possum? They're like, don't kill me just because I'm ugly. And it's like a whole thing of like possums eat ticks and they're like really good for the environment, but people are scared of them because they're so hideous looking and so they kill them. They are hideous. It's weird that we have an instinct to save cute things and murder ugly things. I don't know. We could do a whole show about that probably. I do want to make time for this very, very important one. Rebecca says that home decor should not have words on it. I don't need a pillow to tell me to live, laugh, love. Yeah, mind your business. Don't tell me what to do, pillow. I just saw the funniest thing on Instagram or somewhere this morning. It's like it said, when you want to spend ten ninety nine to let everyone know you're struggling, and it was like art for when you walk inside somebody's house. It says, "I am enough. I am enough. I am enough." It just says, "I am enough." Twelve times, it's like yeah, cheap way to let everybody know you're you're really going through a tough time, <laughs> having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I think now I do have a frame in my house. It was a gift, and it says "Live Laugh" on it, and it is two pictures of my laughing babies and I enjoy it. But yeah, it's definitely the statement 
you know those like stencily things that go above your bed that's like, you know, I don't know, in this house we love or something. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. My mom has a saying that it always strikes me. We were in New Orleans, my mom and I, and you know, in the t-shirt shops, there's a lot of like really obscene joke t-shirts. And you do think to yourself, although now I keep an eye out for this because it's on my radar, like every once in a while I'll see someone wearing them. And you're like, wow, you went there. Like someone is wearing this T-shirt of like (laughs) skeletons up to funny business together. And I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't know that I would choose that. And my mom, we were laughing at them because there's a million of them in New Orleans T-shirt shops. And like every T-shirt you think, who would wear that anywhere? It's just they're very, very, you know, dirty. And my mom just looked at it and she said in her very my mom way, I think the joke's kind of over by the time you get to yes. the cash register. And it's like, that's right. You've already gotten the laugh. Like you saw it and you were like, that's the entire experience of the T-shirt. Like why then go buy it and then wear it? Like I remember hearing that I was in a, a session about like coming up with book ideas, you know, like funny book ideas that could sell. And the person was explaining like your idea has to be a funny book idea that also involves buying the book because otherwise... I could just, if it's a book by the cash register that just says 30 Reasons Star Wars is Dumb, I can say like, ha, and take a picture and send it to you and I don't actually have to buy the book. Mm, you got to take it to the other step. Yeah, because you're like, I can pretty much figure out what those reasons would be. I get it. Yes, yes. But like home goods, whenever you walk in, like it's at least the one near me, there's just shelves and shelves and shelves of something to hold coffee that says coffee, something to hold paper clips that says paper clips or soap and it's mostly by this woman Ray Dunn. Do you know who I'm talking about? No idea. It looks like handwriting, font, black. If you want everything in your house to be a container that says what's inside on it, you could spend a lot of money at Home Goods. That's the drive <laughs> of the entire store. Home Goods, you could be this person. You could be this person. With your red enamel $50 apple core, you could spend a lot of your time coring apples. Yes. You're not going to, but there's an illusion that you could be a completely different kind of person if your coffee was in a beautiful thing that said coffee in nice font on that it. That said coffee on it? Yeah. Home goods makes me want to be that person. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, it, it's a lifestyle uh, trick. I think it's right behind me. It's in the background of the shot right now, guys. I don't know if you can see it, Margaret. There's a tiny little thing back there that says, choose happy. Do you see it? Oh, God. Amy, <laughs> you've just been like, these things are ridiculous. You're so stupid. And now you have it. You know, I got it because I needed some like Zoom background stuff, you know, and so I went to Home Goods and bought like a little fake plant and a little of this and a choose happy. Do I choose happy? I don't know. Does the sign help? No, I'm blind to it. It's like how you say, like, don't forget your keys. If you have a sign that says that by the door, you have to keep moving it. Yeah, because otherwise you do get blind. You wake up in the morning and you're like, I forgot to choose happy once again, <laughs> despite my helpful sign. I need somebody to come into my house and move this choose happy sign while I'm sleeping. So I'll wake up and counter it anew. Maybe you should hire someone. You should really double down. Hire someone to move your sign for you. That's the hill I'm going to down. You should get this sign and then have somebody surprise you with it every day. Amy, who is Mother's Day for? It's for mothers. Which mothers? Well, <laughs> I don't want to die on this hill, but I believe that Chelsea is suggesting that it should be for her as mother and not for her partner's mother as grandmother. Yeah, this is the problem, right? Like, do you move on from celebrating your spouse's mother 
or your own mother to moving the focus onto you. I definitely have heard of this controversy. Chelsea believes that it should be for moms who are currently actively in the trenches. I guess children at home for whom you are caretaking. I think I could support that idea. And that grandmas should only get a phone call. I mean... That's it. They should get a phone call. Like, I'm going to die on that hill. No card, Grandma. None. I guess she's saying, but we're not driving two hours to have have a meal with your mother because I am the mom with the kids and it's Mother's Day. It's transitional because I saw someone on the Facebook group talking about this in another context and... Her siblings don't have kids. So for them, their mom is still the center of Mother's Day, but she has kids. So she wants to stay home and get celebrated on Mother's Day. That's where it gets a little tricky. Yeah, the Mother's Day thing is pretty intense. I used to do a show. Mark and I did it together when you're called Listen to Your Mother. And we would do, it was sort of in celebration of Mother's Day. And we did the show six years in a row in New York City. And sometimes we had it on Mother's Day because as producer of it, I'm like, yeah, you need something to do, something to take your mom to, somewhere to go. But the reaction was always like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, no, 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 I can't. I have to spend the morning, you know, braiding my wife's hair. And then we have to get in the car and, and drive to Connecticut <laughs> braiding my wife's hair. to have brunch at the club with the, you know, like, no, 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 no. It's a day that involves traveling to see people and not going to see a show. So we always had to just move it to a different day. I didn't get it. Yeah, people have strong feelings about Mother's Day. I don't really... I find it's the um, opportunity for bad feelings. That's basically what Mother's Day is. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a great day to be disappointed. My husband this year, he did a really nice job, got me some gifts that I really liked and had the kids make dinner. But in the morning, he was coming back from being camping in the woods with my son. I mean, he was taking one for the team. It was 38 degrees and raining and he'd been camping all night and he hadn't gotten flowers. So he tried to stop on the way home at a supermarket. He tried to stop at a florist and they were like, are you insane? Like, go away. You're not getting flowers. You're too late, buddy. So they went to the little local uh, food shop. There were like four plants left, all of them like dinged up. He literally brought me home like a half dead lily in like a plastic pot. Oh, I saw this on the Facebook group. I didn't realize this was you. And I was goofing on him and he's like, Listen, there was like a teenage boy there and we were wrestling over the four dead plants that were left. And the teenage boy was on the phone with his dad. And he's like, Dad, I'm telling you, nothing here looks good. I think it would be better to bring home nothing. But anyway, my husband delivered in other ways. And I said to him, he's driving home. He's been sleeping in a tent. It's 38 degrees. Please don't stop at four card shops to get me a card. It's fine. I get it. You love me. I'm a great mom. Let's move on. The gift was he slept in a tent. Yeah, you did my Mother's Day gift. You slept in the tent, so I didn't have to. This was my 20th Mother's Day as a parent, and I'm I'm finding myself still having to explain (laughs) why it's important and why it matters and why it should be acknowledged. Might be time to just let go of that one. Right. But like this is important and here is why. But now like Father's Day is around the corner and I'm like, okay, now I've set up that it's... Well, that's what the the thing is. I thought my husband had totally blown it because he actually ended up doing stuff at dinner time. And there was a part of me when I saw all that stuff at dinner time that was like, oh God, now I got to do something for Father's Day. Jeez. Yes. Maybe we should just both punt on it and let each other off the hook. Yeah. I mean, look, Mother's Day, like we do deserve it because we do all the things. Since, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it should be more important than Father's Day. But yeah, n- now that I've... Now that I've... uh decided to die on the hill of like Mother's Day is really important. Now, now I did it, guys. I want to take on this hill. It is so important to me. And Emily is way easier than I am. If it's above 80 degrees, the AC goes on regardless of cross breezes. Mm -hmm. This is a very important hill. See, I feel like you live in an apartment that has probably some sort of forced air system. Yeah, we have AC and it's also kind of hard to open. Like I'm on a high floor, so we have windows that open a little. Yeah, you don't have windows. Yeah. You guys are temperature controlled. But let me tell you the debate that goes on in a home 
with air conditioning units. And I have finally had to sit my husband down and I was like, listen, we can stop eating takeout food. We can never go on another vacation. We can, you know, never send the kids to camp. I will homeschool them all summer. But I need to be comfortable temperature wise. I must always be temperate. If I get hot, I become like a rabid wolverine. He just accepts it. Yeah, he's had to. And he's from Texas. So he grew up playing like competitive tennis in like 110 degree heat. He's made of different stuff. I am an Irish bog person. I need to be cool and damp at all times. Yeah. I am not meant for the heat. And the minute it gets hot, I just cannot function. We recently had lunch together. I was just telling someone this and we ended up sitting outside in the sun and there was no cross breeze. And about 45 minutes into lunch, I was like, guys, I have to leave. I'm going to pass out. I can't do heat. She was right next to like one of those dividers that separate you from the street. It was like, you know, a plexiglass wall. And you might have been like the ant under the magnifying glass in that particular seat. And I had a cocktail with lunch and I was like, oh, cool and refreshing. And the second it hit my system, I was like, I am actually going to pass. (laughs) out. I mean, I can make myself warm and toasty. I don't mind putting blankets on if it's chilly, but I do not do hot. Could remind you at this moment that you have told us many times that you love hot water and you're like a crab and you want to be in hot water all the time, just not hot air. I have also had to have this conversation with my husband. You'll need four hours if I'm going to really read you in on my temperature needs. (laughs) I like to be hot in the cold, and cold in the hot. That's where I stand. That's the hill I'll die on. Once I get cold, I like to boil myself in hot water. Okay. It's the contrast. It's the hot pie, cold ice cream for you, right? It's the hot tub, cold air. There you go. I am hot pie, cold ice cream. That is my DNA. I accept that hill for you. So many more hills you guys were willing to die on. We loved them all. Go to our Facebook group and check out this thread because it is an LOL experience (laughs) that could kill like two hours of your life. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what fresh hell cast and read this thread on the hills people will die on. It is so funny. And if you love things that are funny and you're not listening to Toddler Purgatory, what the heck are you waiting for? Molly Lloyd and Blair Brooks are so funny. Talk about kids under six. They're here for the super silly. Yes. And they recently did a summer prep episode about surviving summer that has so many good tips, even for older kids. So worth listening to, even if you have kids over six. So check them out right where you're listening right now. Toddler Purgatory. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. So long. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, 
a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.